Welcome to the Wellhouse Exorcism. I'm PJ. I'm Shanna. I'm Laura. And I'm Ray. Welcome back to our formerly haunted house. How are you? Good. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming. People are afraid to be here sometimes. <laughs> and Halloween just happened, so I get it. <laughs> oh, oh, Fred sighting. We had a Fred sighting. What? Yep. We did have a Fred sighting. Would oh, you no. put the food away, Ray? I'm, it's not oh, me. Oh, if you it's hear a, a disembodied voice or oh, strange Lola sounds. With <laughs> Lola's literally playing with Legos right now. I cannot make that up. So that is our pug. She's back. <laughs> so yeah, so she will be the disembodied voice or and or crazy heavy sounds breathing. and heavy Thumb. breathing that you sound that you hear in the yeah. background. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. that's our pug. Yes. She's like, is this food? No, Lola, that's Legos. <laughs> We're in Owen's bedroom slash basement, and um, he has this ridiculously huge Lego set. What is it? What are you guys building it's down here? It's the definitive version of the Millennium Falcon. It's. <laughs> I think it's, it's like 8,000 pieces. Quite large. Wow. Yeah. And so that's bag tooth she was rifling at. All right. Anyway, we are back because we have finished our Wellhouse Exorcism series yes. of our house proper. We finished with the exorcism and um, the blessings on Eli and knock on wood, the house has been fine since 2018. Four years. Four years clean, guys. <laughs> now going back, Fred sighting. Yes. Yes. We mentioned him like what in passing last. I think time, it was right? the yes. first episode. Actually, we mentioned him with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Lola and I heard Fred the one time we were out for a walk. Yes. So um, tell me. I did not see Fred, but it was Dan after recording our Sniper Elite episode. Uh, he was walking out to his car, and like there was Fred just walking down the sidewalk. Apparently, he'll tell his story next time he's on the pod. Wait, but... so it was physically? This wasn't like usually you hear Fred. Or you see not... him running, from what I understand. Yeah, but... a whoosh. yeah. He said, "I saw Fred." Whoa. Yeah. I can't wait for that episode. Mm-hmm. Just I'm saying. excited. That yeah. was the entire story. Okay, that's a teaser. That was it, yeah. That's just a That'd teaser. That'd be a very short podcast. I mean, where... all Fred sightings are short. There's not much content to Fred sightings. You he jingle. just zips through. But Dan's episode... Aaron gone. Yep. Dan's episode will be good, though, because we did a lot of crap with okay. ghosts. Okay. Oh, yeah, I we, know. We did a lot of stuff. So that's gonna... It could be a long episode. Ooh, I get to sit on that and make comments about you guys. I'm so excited. (laughs) I was only a part of, like, one thing, and I don't think Dan was a part of the the cemetery adventure that we went on. He wasn't there for that, was he? I don't think so. No. No. But Jim was, yeah. That was fun, because the cops showed up. (laughs) Yep. That always makes it fun. It does. (laughs) Well, a bunch of idiot teenagers are in a cemetery on Halloween night. Cops are definitely gonna... Visit, yeah, because they had, apparently they had heard, uh, people were there like knocking down gravestones, and they thought that was us. And we're like, no, we're just here because we're actual nerds. And so there's Jim showing pictures. <laughs> the cop was like, oh, oh, it's it's you. Okay, yeah, you can just go. Just please, just leave. Oh yes, the memories. Yeah, that was the one time I hung out with you people. Never again. There really aren't like clear cut hours for a cemetery, right? Like no. anybody can go any, whenever you want. Whenever yeah. you want. Yeah, so. I think so it's kind of fishy if you go in the middle of the night though. It is. You know. Especially a pack of teenagers. Yeah. Mm. A I mean well, I don't know. We were a pack. <laughs> we, were, we were wild and rabid. That being said, I mean maybe your only time off is during the graveyard shift. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> he went there. <laughs> And this is Ray's last home. <laughs> no, they've oh. heard worse in terms of dad jokes for PJ. It's November the 1st, which means October is October. 
Oh, wow. Oh. That is pretty good. He, no, he or it's sent, pretty no, it's bad. Not. He it's sent that to me today because um, he sends me a dad joke every day. And I share it to my eighth graders and they go, wow. <laughs> like, I get it, but wow. And, <laughs> I go, and I'm like, yeah, I'm married to that. And one <laughs> student goes, yeah, you chose that. And I'm like, eh. Eh. Yeah, serious. I say that to Ray all the time. You know, I'm like, you know what? You may call me crazy, but you married me. You chose to marry me. So I don't know what you're saying. That's Every true. day is just one more day she chooses. <laughs> No, the last <laughs> podcast, remember I told you we almost made it to 13 years, almost. He was just full of the dad jokes on our last podcast. And I was like, please stop. Just. And I was also sick, so it made it worse. Like, I had this really raspy, throaty voice. And I'm like, I can't even pay attention right now. And here you are. All right. So anyway, we are here since we finished our Wellhouse exorcism uh, story proper. We did our three different parts and you guys had your story. We thought we'd kind of segue into a new section for our podcast, which is going to be investigating at this point um, haunted objects and haunted locations, because that seems to be our house, like locations. We don't know what your did you ever have like anything done in your house to see like why you would have those issues? No. No, we really haven't. I mean, like, we, you know, had that supposed history about the house, and we did have that, that spring that we talked out about. What? Oh, about this, our house? Or our this? house. Yeah. I mean, you did do some research. Right, for right. Your... So, you know, we knew some of the people who had, like, lived there and gone through and, like, the divorces that had happened and, like, the mysterious who knows what and all of that. But, Vacuuming, I mean, middle of the night. Right, right. But there's nothing definitive that I think we ever found. Because we had done like some research, too. We talked to locals around in but our house. But when we had the, the exorcist come, they knew so much about our house that we had never known. Yeah. So I was just wondering, because obviously our base, well, we're in the basement right now. Like this entire area that we're sitting in is the, the haunted location. This is like mm-hmm. where the portal was opened. And so I was just wondering if you knew, like, if there was something about your house. Yeah, no, nothing that I that I know of and nothing that turned up in the research. Although okay. I will say, with you two being teachers, and since I have gone through some of the research in my house, like going to the courthouse and Ray went with me and, like, we went through. Um, and for Good all of our listeners, texts. yes, I will say, all you need basically is, like, your information from when you bought your house like your parcel number or whatever and then you can go to your courthouse and they'll show you this huge book huge book i mean it's like 18 inches tall you know and it's just absolutely huge like a legal size pad basically Jeez. and but it then it's like six inches thick and then you go through and you find your mortgage your deed mm-hmm. that all, I hear, sorry, deed all I hear is lola right now <laughs> in the background and <laughs> sorry i, I should, can't pay attention to i should have left her at home but yes so but then is she it, dying over there <laughs> no she just oh she's actually, she's actually sleeping asleep. of course that's the sleeping <laughs> yeah, noise yeah that's a sleeping this sound this is why pugs are just so perfectly content okay extra mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's concerning it sounds like she's having like an asthma attack while yeah, she's nope, sleeping and that's nope. just she's passed out she's all good oh so that's a snore right there yeah it's a snore she snores like an 80 year old man she's very bored about our houses yes okay but anyway so yeah you go to the courthouse they take you to this book and it takes you to another number which takes you to the previous owner and then you look at that deed and that takes you to the previous owner and all the way back and back and back and the, and it's a really i mean it took us hours that seems very tedious Ow, it was tedious it was tedious and it's hard to read the handwriting oh yeah at like some point m- they, there's no I, I understand my handwriting can be kind of hard mm-hmm. to read this is impossible well and then it also became there was a point where there was no 
deed, there was a will. So we had to go look at the will oh and like gosh. try and decipher that. And then, so like there is some level of subjectivity because you're like, I think we're talking about this parcel, <laughs> you know, and then that kind of thing. Because, you know, it started out as a much larger parcel and it gets down, down, yeah. down. And then you're down to a third of an acre, which is what our house is on. So it was, it was a really interesting process, but I would mm-hmm. highly recommend that you guys do it. It was I like fun. I should just pay someone to do that. Oh, you can pay me. I'm yeah, out well, there. Like, I don't like, you know me, I don't like tedious tasks. So I do. Thought, I know you do. <laughs> the thought of ha- sitting there for hours, like oh, I'm good. that's right up my alley, dude. Even mm. in college, when I do some microfishing, title searching, yeah. Oh, I love it. Microfishing was like the worst thing in college. Mm. I am so glad you don't like that. That I just go on Google Scholar. Like I'm, like I am so. I lazy. just had to do that for for someone for work, and I was so no. excited, and I was like, oh, it's a throwback, and I was oh, all it's happy. A throwback. Yeah. No, I'm good. So yeah. I have the English major here. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> there are easier ways mm-hmm. to get my information. <laughs> so I see. So yeah. somebody doesn't want to meet Shakespeare, right? They want to meet somebody no, more Shakespeare local. No, Shakespeare is a, a hoax. <laughs> I am Team Christopher Marlowe. Thank you for asking. It's the whole conversation I could totally have and not talk about anything haunted right now. This is a separate podcast. It we're going to have to make. We've gone off track. We have indeed. <laughs> Listen, hey, it's you important. know what though? Shakespeare or Marlowe or whoever wrote it did incorporate ghosts into the text so how's that for a transition um shakespeare only did that because he wanted to get the interest and love of the current king that's why he wrote Macbeth. i can't blame him the king of the time period he wanted him to be his patron so he um, made Macbeth to make it all spooky and such yeah it was just a plus it's just darn good well it's the shortest therefore it's the best yeah (laughs) well i mean english teacher it's the shortest (laughs) therefore it's the best shakespeare stole everything he wrote um moving on you can you cannot change my mind. He is a plagiarist, <laughs> bard. Anyway, let's go ahead and discuss because I was asking about the the titles in the haunted areas mm-hmm. because our first segue into a new part of our series is going to be not only a haunted item but a, possibly a haunted location, which mm-hmm. is kind of what I'm more interested in is that that discussion of where they found this object. Okay, so we are doing the the crone of the Catskills. The crone of the Catskills. Ooh, that was so much better than yours. <laughs> anyway. I didn't know it was a competition. <laughs> it's always a competition. <laughs> We're siblings. Get to the now. <laughs> I thought it was just a friendly podcast about haunted stuff. Like, Is literally, that friendly? Though, Is that friendly? <laughs> <laughs> We're survivors. Not to the people in the... <laughs> Okay. In the story, as it so, were. I have a question. Who is the resident of this table of four? Who's the resident expert of the crone of the Catskills? That would be me. Okay. Because I was actually present on the Reddit page when the person like first per- posted no about this. Way. Was all so, going like, down. Yeah, like my name, you know, my username is in the comments, like so, talking to so this guy. So you responded to his inquiry? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, you back. Back. I, this I don't remember what I said. Oh. Do you remember <laughs> where you at the very run. least nice? Because yeah, oh, yeah. run. Okay, one at a time here, folks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we are excited. <laughs> He's, PJ's like cool. I know this. Well, guy. the cool thing is, is that like the Catskills really is only a, about a couple of hours away. Yeah, from yeah. Us. Far that's yeah. not that's far from us. That's also why we chose it because it's so local yeah. for us. Yeah. Hop, skip, and a jump. I think it's I mean, I wouldn't call it that, but... Mm, it's a couple basically. jumps, at least. It's a couple of cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least four exits. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a turnpike. So, 
How did you come across <laughs> this in the first place, PJ? Uh, like we said, the first episode of the podcast, like, I'm always looking for like spooky stuff, things like that. So I was a subscriber to the subreddit Paranormal, and this guy posts in there that they're out hiking in the Catskill Mountains, he and his buddy. In New York. In New York, yep. Mm-hmm. That's where the mountains are. And uh, he, he even says, like, right outside this one little park, uh, National Which Park. Which they have omitted for um, privacy in our in our edition here. Oh, uh, no. no. No, it's in there. Okay, in the well, actual in Reddit one post. Of, oh, in the Reddit post, yes. Yeah. But it, moving on. <laughs> Continuing. We, we have a conglomeration of, like, news stories. I did a lot of like research that. here. Yes. But not on a microfiche. I know that would have driven you crazy. Yeah. That would be another podcast yes. in and of itself. Oh, it will be. <laughs> the horrors of microfiche. And it's still and it haunts her still. <laughs> 2007 just bite me in the butt. Continue. And we'll we'll get into more detail of it. But this guy said like he and his buddy were hiking in the mountains. They went pretty far off trail, just exploring. Found a cave, and in the cave was this wooden carved statue with a noose around its neck. The statue is like a foot tall, maybe. Um, had a noose around its neck and three nails driven into each eye. And the statue looks pretty old. The nails are kind of yucky, but the noose was almost brand new. Yeah, it looked, yeah, that looks I just want to put that out because that's like something they had mentioned in the... And it's fairly crudely carved. Mm-hmm. This is not mm-hmm. like fine art, you know. I mean, it's better than I could do. It's fine say that. art compared to what I do. I know. <laughs> yeah. I could have gotten the nail situation right. <laughs> no, I could. I mean, no, I'm pretty handy. <laughs> I, can do, I can do the noose. Ironically, I know how to do that. I don't want to talk about uh, it. Too but, far. But you're right, though. The the noose, it it it's like it's unblemished. It's not stained. It's, it's clean. definitely. I would say like um the the rope you would use for like hanging up clothes to a clothesline. It looks kind of like that. Sort of between that and a twine. Yeah. Yeah, almost. it's a closer twine because it's thin, you know? It's like, a little bit thicker. Let me this doll's only like. I'm impressed that you guys actually this, paid attention I to like this the quality like of the. Right here. But if it's here. only like a like a Barbie size. Would thing. you back off? Give me this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're investigating. I have pictures. We're not going to give you crap. You have to earn it. But it is interesting. I did all the research. And I, I do wish, though, that the people who have this crone would like define it a little bit more just to say these are the dimensions and these are the mm-hmm. you know this is what it's made of and so probably like this twine wasn't made until whatever 1999 or whatever Ooh, that's a good point it'd be really interesting to do this as like a scientific yeah. exploration well they only mm-hmm. like and that's something we'll get into as we talk more about it is they don't even know like what the heck this thing is. Well, yeah, it's not a voodoo doll. It's not like, it has, like a voodoo. Quality. You could probably say the same thing about the nails too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, depending on how they were machined or whatever, we'll tell you. Oh yeah, yeah, like the style of nails and how mm-hmm. they're made for yes. sure. Yes, I'm sure if somebody actually studied. Oh boy, mm-hmm. there's Lola. Get uh, down out of here. So um, go away, dog. So anyways, uh, they what one of them the guy the. <clears throat> The poster's friend took it home. For whatever reason, thought it'd be a good idea to take this creepy now, statue can home. Can I discuss really quick before the, the, it goes home where they found it? Because that's oh, yes, what I think yes, is interesting. Oh, yes, yes, we need to talk about that. So when PJ and I were talking about like what we wanted to do first with you guys, we had a couple different ideas, and I had done some research. Because we, we read a lot about this stuff. You know, it's just 
interesting for us, and I do a lot of horror and fantasy during October. And so he had mentioned the Catskills crone, and I had said, well, let's look at some other ideas. But when I was doing the research for, for this, I realized that if you look at the one picture that I sent you guys right here, where they found it, and of course our podcasters can't see that, they found it in a cave area, and later in the Reddit thread, he explains like what it looked like, because there were some very specific questions, but they knew that the place they were in was a location where a lot of kids, teens, and witches would go and do, like, things. There were seances, witchcraft, spells, whatever you want to name it. This is an area where they were doing that kind of stuff. So these kids are out in an area where dabbling is happening. We know for a fact for us at our house that right now in our basement, for example, like, this is where people were doing spells beside the well, and that's why our house was, you know, <coughs> demonically possessed because of the location of where we are mm -hmm. um, by the water. So knowing that they're doing stuff out here that's shady, why would you take it home? Because the location itself has to be in some way like a portal or it has to be, like, demonically possessed or there has to be something spiritual and unsavory, I guess. I mean, I'll chime in there just because I'm of the age group where in the 80s there was the satanic panic. Panic, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Geraldo, oh, yeah. You're excited, you know, and like all the talk show hosts were all about the satanic panic and playing records backwards. And like people of our age kind of looked at it and still look at it as a joke, which I mean, really it was. It I mean, was, yeah. It just, like no crime ever, ever has been proven to be like a satanic ritual. And so maybe, all I'm saying is that maybe, like, if, if I'm of that age group, that would be my mentality. <laughs> you hear my dog breathing. Well, um, like, yeah, super creepy. Yeah, and just, there's so... She's, like, falling asleep on the table right true. now. I know. There's just countless, countless people who just, even without the satanic panic stuff, like, you don't believe this, you know? And yeah. It's just like, oh, here's a stupid statue some idiot made, you know, let's well, take it home, go her and her and, you When know. you're, like, two dudes <laughs> I mean, hanging out, like, there's, isn't, I'm not sure if it's, just, I mean, I'm a girl, so I don't know, but mm. is there, like, some kind of, like, manly competition? Maybe he wanted to prove that he wasn't scared of the thing? Among some guy groups, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't subscribe to that. Me no, no. I, I never did, but I know generally people don't who... take stuff that's not mine. <laughs> Because that's stealing. <laughs> oh, you know what I should have brought uh, and, over. And somewhat wrong. <laughs> so, so, and so, scary in the and case And scary, of especially when it looks like that with nails <laughs> in the eyes. Nails in his eyes. Well, and see, Ray says that, but when we were in Ireland, I was watching, walking, we, we were walking through a cemetery in the village of Kells, and I found this little pebble, and the pebble, to me, looks like it has, like, a little face on it. And I have it. I took it home but with I me. But I could argue that... Pebbles were not deliberately crafted. This crone was deliberately crafted. True. You but know, that could have I'm been just carved. like I'm like Laura wants a piece of nature. Let her have it. <laughs> Do you but call the pedal Dwayne the Rock Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm go well. No, it's Dwayne the O Rock Johnson because it's uh, Irish. <laughs> Dwayne of the Rock. Dwayne of the Rock. <laughs> But anyway, so... Gamesoboard <laughs> at gmail.com. All I'm saying is that, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, I don't think that this pebble was haunted. It has not ha negatively impacted me in any way whatsoever that I know of. But, like, I totally took a pebble out of a Irish cemetery that looks like it has a That's face carved a onto different. it. I would let you take... You've taken bark from, like, 
the ground and I think that's okay. I think when it when it's an effigy, I think there's a problem there. Maybe. <laughs> I may <would laughs> not touch it. Especially if there's a noose around its neck and yeah. there are nails in its eyes. I, I would probably hesitate at that myself. If it's, yeah. If if it's a bone or a skull, I'm gonna be like, you know what, let's take a beat and rethink <laughs> this one. But even as somebody who's like been in a house home. The that, no. that I think has been haunted, like I don't know that I would see something like that and think, oh, well, that must be like an evil effigy. I'm not saying I would take it home, but I would it's think just, it's an evil. I'm, I, I'm sorry. Did you see the pictures, though? Yes. Did you, I mean, did you see this? It has nails think, in yes, the eyes. But I would think it's she somebody. She has nails. I should say she. Because it's a crone, right? Yeah, it's crone, yeah. But, but it is a but, piece of wood. But it is a piece so of wood. Call, you could call it yeah. it, too. Oh. It might be more appropriate, technically. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, I, if I saw something like that in this rando cave, I'd be like, huh, there's, like, some teenagers playing a prank. Aren't they funny? Like, I might you think know, that, but I still wouldn't take it. <laughs> you know, I could see myself, though, like, finding this thing, taking a ton of pictures of it, and then, like, a week later being like, Man, I kind of wish I had that. Yes. You know? Well, but yes. like, what I find interesting, like, you mentioned like the the thread and people talking, where you are somewhere in there, PJ. <laughs> Again, you find this effigy, noose around its neck, nails in its eyes, and then it's in an area that must have some kind of like hauntedness, some kind of like demonic presence because right. of the witchcraft. Right. And then exactly. They ask questions like. Was there anything, like, around it that would make you think there's hair? Because usually these kinds of things are going to have, like, saliva right. or hair or nails. And so it says, Danny went into detail on what else they found in the cave near the statue. Quote, I didn't see any jewelry or pictures or anything by the statue, but there were a lot of leaves covering everything. There were some broken glass and a cup near the fire. There's a cup? There was a fire near it? And then it says, my friend says he thinks there might have been some hair on it, but he brushed it off without thinking about it. Again, hair, <laughs> nails, like those are connected to like some kind of magic. You know, why would you take this? Why? Usually the hair means like it's an intended target, right? Like you're going to hurt whoever that person is because you got part of their body doing DNA there. So Yeah, one of the theories is it's a pagan victim doll, which by my... Uh, half-assed internet research is <laughs> mm -hmm. just that it's like their version of a voodoo doll and the hair would fit into that then for yeah. sure but let's take it home so i feel like at this point we probably should read the opening reddit discussion post that um just so people danny's have an idea. Post. yeah danny's initial post so um do we want to do the actual one or the one cited from that website there um what's up to you do you have the original you have it in there Where? it's in that paper the entire thing or just mm -hmm. yeah the whole thing's in there and then the follow-up one too well do you want to read it sure because you're a man you could be danny i think it's a third listen i got a lot of i got a lot of research or third like grouping last week yeah so a strange cave here so it goes here it's here and then it continues okay here you go so to our rep my our readers this is a website um that I, it is not i printed narrow so i can't see it but it was called mm. like a strange carving hidden in the, the catskills cave and it is, I mean, it's all from this really awesome website. We can link straight to the Reddit page, too, and post yeah. it on the website. You hear my papers flipping. Ah, uh, the crone of the Catskills. The cursed carving brings visits from a terrifying paranormal entity. And it's actually from Greg Newkirk, so the guy who owns it He's now. He's the, yep. Yeah, he owns the paranormal. Museum guy. Yeah. That's what I called him the whole time I was reading this. Yeah. The cool guy? Museum guy. Is Museum guy. Called. I like yeah. that, yes. Museum guy and wife. Museum yeah. Greg. Museum, Museum wife. Yeah. Museum Greg. Museum Dana. 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 Greg and Dana. 
They sound like, I don't know, neighbors. Neighbors, yeah. Yeah. Who have lots of haunted objects. They sound like the, the new people, like in The Conjuring. The Warrens. The Warrens, yeah. They yeah. have, like, their own little thing. In this case, well, I don't know if she has the same name, but the She Newkirk's. doesn't have the same it's last Newkirk name. It's Newkirk and the... I don't remember what her Matthews. last name is. Matthews. Matthews. That sounds like a law firm. New Kirk and Matthews. <laughs> Call them for all your Esquire. spiritual needs. Have you had damage done by a poltergeist? Yeah, and the recent hauntings. Did someone bring an effigy home with nails in its eyes? If so, please contact us. Mm. <laughs> you, you maybe afford compensation. Sorry. Cool anyway. times. <laughs> Go ahead, PJ. Oh, goodness. All right, so this is uh, Danny's post uh, from Reddit. Last weekend, my friend and I went hiking in the Catskills near Sundown Forest, for what it's worth, and I found this really creepy statue while effing around in some caves. It has nails in its eyes and a noose around its neck. It looks like it might be old. I don't think it's been here very long, but it's weird because this cave was way off the trail. Someone had a fire in there not too long ago. The statue really wigged me out, and but my buddy decided to take it home with him, even though I told him not to. Everyone says there's devil worshippers that come out here to sacrifice animals and do their spells and stuff, so I didn't want anything to do with this thing. A couple days later, my friend calls me and tells me that he thinks the statue is haunted because it keeps moving uh, from its spot and he keeps smelling weird stuff. Says he can't sleep at night because of a banging noise keeps waking him up. Now, last night, someone knocked on his door, but no one was there when he opened it. And he's super, super weirded out. He thinks that he has a ghost because of the statue. It must just be a coincidence, but I think he's actually scared. Before we go set this thing on fire, I wanted to see if anyone knows what it is. Anyone ever seen something like this or heard of a statue causing ghosts? Over the next several hours, the post received dozens of responses, each of them offering different uh, pieces of advice. Some believed that the carving had its roots in voodoo, others thought it was the work of a satanic cult, and some believed that the creepy statue was placed in the woods specifically to scare errant hikers, and apparently it was doing its job really well. Uh, some posters even offered to purchase the idol, while others offered insults. <laughs> Alright, so then there was a... Um, so, that last little bit was just from this article. Uh, but there's a follow-up to that first post where he said, My friend showed up here at like 11.30pm. He's out of his mind scared. Never seen him like this before. I'm going to do my best to remember everything. But he told me... Uh, uh, because Everything he just told me, because it was a lot... Uh, but uh, but long story short, he's sleeping over because something is in his house. Sounds so familiar. <laughs> you know, like leaving your house, right, Ray? Because crazy things are happening. I feel a connection yes. to yeah. this. I really do. <laughs> Especially with the things that this poor guy was like dealing with in his house. No, he took it home himself. It's his fault. Mm -hmm. Poor idiot. Poor idiot, yeah. You would be one of the mean people, wouldn't you? On the Reddit <gasps> post. I don't know what you're you talking about. I'm very be. supportive you of him. Been. You would have been. A okay, let's be honest. A, yes, I probably would have considered taking this thing home. But B, if I did, I wouldn't like be all like, you wouldn't oh, go on the internet oh, being poor like, me, poor yeah. me. It's like, oh, look well, what you I did took to myself. Home. Help me. Yeah. Although, I mean, help yeah. me. Yeah. The guy is posting on behalf of his friend. His friend that is, is not true. posting for help. That is true. So I, I give him that. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? Don't touch things. Don't touch things. If you I don't know. want to deal with repercussions, don't. You don't want to don't deal with repercussions. What are you, a parent? Don't play <laughs> with the Ouija board. Don't board. slap your hands. Don't say no. Right. Don't touch that. Right, 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 right. Anyway, so yeah, I am apparently the mean <laughs> girl. <laughs> <laughs> your parent can just slap your hands. 
Uh, <laughs> anyway. This is a great podcast. Does this mean I'm mean spice? I mean... I think you're sporty. Oh. You're quite spicy, too. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not very athletic, though. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> How are you going to transition? What just happened? <laughs> we have some strong opinions. Yes. <sighs> So okay. his friend sleeps over because bad things are happening. But yes, that and which I agree with you. And I will say, whether you brought this on yourself or not, get the hell out. Yeah. If you are scared, if you are not sure, if you even think that you are in danger, get the hell out. Trust your gut. Just yeah. get out. Go to a friend's house. Go to a parent's house. Go wherever you need to go to feel safe. You have to do that. You can you sleep on a floor to, or a couch. You're right. Even if you did this to yourself, I don't care. No one should care. Like, yes, I am being a little bit mean girly right now. But ultimately, your safety and your mental well-being is more important than anything. And your dog. Or and any your judgment. Dog. Yeah, which is important for Absolutely. Yeah. Take your dog with you, as this guy did. But yes, get out. Be safe. Be well. And, you know, let the haters hate. You know, like, let us mean girls have our fun. That's fine, too. Anyway, I'll well, end there. At that point, you'll know that you made, the, you made a mistake, so you deserve what's coming. <laughs> I mean, but you then you, you start to make changes. That's okay, too. We evolve. That's the point of learning things is to evolve and become better. That's right. Hey, we all learn, had to learn how to but read. But I do think that that is hard to capture, you know, or to, to really observe about yourself. Like, that sort of insight until like mm. especially in the thick of it i think you just want to live you well, know that's, oh yeah 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 like i don't know if like in trust in, your gut trust your gut is what panic, we're saying yeah that i would like be like you know what lesson learned sort of situation <laughs> you know figure I, that out this later is a, this is a growing opportunity <laughs> yeah. like i would never i would have been like i'd probably uh, i don't know well first off i don't know if i would do it myself but i could see myself turning to something yeah. You know, where I can maintain a sense of anonymity to be... Like a Reddit, where you're yeah. creating a fake profile or whatever. Because he creates a... Yeah, it's a fake yeah. profile. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't lead back to them. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like, And again, that's okay. Because ultimately, did what's right for them, what's right for their dog, and all of those things. And should they have taken in the first place? Probably not. Would I? Probably. So could I have been I that idiot? I would not idiot? have let you. For I would sure. have been that friend. I would be like, you will find your own ride on a broomstick. I mean, like. <laughs> but that's my point. You know, like, yeah, okay. Like, we can on one, in, you know, the left hand might judge you, but the right hand is like, yeah, but I am you. So. Don't I'll, get philosophical. I've always been. <laughs> that's my PhD. Mm. All right. But that's the thing. Don't don't let other people define you and your decisions. I'm gonna end there. Please continue because this is very fascinating. Okay. We found the statue on Sunday, and like I said, I told him not to take it because it gave me bad vibes, but he took it anyway. He's been an atheist as long as I've <clears throat> known him, so when he told me that something was going on. I thought he was just effing with me because I know what it's uh, because I know I like to watch paranormal shows. He always made fun of me for it. I think the uh, poster meant he knows I always like I like to watch paranormal shows. Proofread start your stuff, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna type it on. Well, Reddit, this guy and his buddy are freaking a out. Nervous, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. English teacher, proofread. <laughs> it started out just as knocking and banging, but he said that by Wednesday. He started waking up in the middle of the night feeling like someone was watching him. This kept happening throughout the week, and every time he'd wake up, he could smell a really strong scent like pond water. 
Can we pause there for a second? So we've heard knocking and banging in that kind of order. We've heard noises in our house. So we, that's a connection for us right away. And PJ had mentioned before he wants a movie where you have that feeling that you're always being watched or you're never alone. Did you guys have that too in your house, like before you did the sage? Not all the time, okay. but there had been times where yeah. I have felt like I'd been watched or something was there. Or laying beside you in bed. Yeah, that was a little... <laughs> That was literally an invasion of personal <laughs> space. Personal bubble. It's a little more than the I feeling. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Is anyone else hearing Barry White right now? <laughs> Interesting. In our last podcast, Barry was mentioned a couple times. Um, so uh, that was it for uh, Danger and Dice. But anyway, I feel like that was the same thing for us. Like we were never alone. Like we knew mm-hmm. that we weren't alone. Mm-hmm. So I, I found that interesting. But we never had any weird smells as far as I know. Did you guys have any smells in your house? No. I will tell you, mm-hmm. though, th- I don't know if this is particularly a tangent, but do you remember? We were in Gettysburg. We were at <gasps> yes. the... You want to tell the story? No, no. You're- we were at the wheat field. And, um, mm-hmm. and Laura had her old digital camera. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we just smelled like fire, like mm-hmm. oil, like like an amalgam oily of fire. oil, yes. yeah, oily fire, and that's all that we could yeah. smell. And I it just said to Ray, the and I was like, air. "That's gunpowder." And yeah. it was just us. And, yeah, there and Ray's, the f- Ray had never, still, I don't think, has ever fired a gun, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, we no. did when we were kids. Like oh. my uncle had like a little handgun that we would target shoot with you know his little 22 yeah 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 yeah. but the you know on this property like nobody was there um we so still like, fire guns up there but <laughs> but so like we I, believe in our amendments <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean like i i knew what like essentially like the smell of like a fired gun smelled like but this was so oh, much yeah. stronger and it was all around us and the we there were there was another couple there a few minutes bef- as we arrived we saw them they we saw them leave we saw them get in their car mm-hmm. and leave and then we smelled it and i'm pretty sure it wasn't them oh yeah you know? no but i mean we would have heard it you would have heard guns going yeah. off so yeah mm-hmm. and um what if it was a silent one no, even then you hear like <laughs> some noise with a silencer even but it definitely was, and it was so thick he wasn't making a joke about a silencer oh Laura oh <laughs> come <laughs> sibling humor apparently thank but, you, know, you if you think about that 1860s you know you really had like it was a, a smoke that kind yes. of covered the entire field and it almost seemed like that that it was like this wave of air coming over you you know that you just like were encompassed in it and but yeah. Laura was taking pictures and wouldn't you know like one of the pictures that she took and we are not the only ones that f- saw this image right well it's a picture um all but certain we see a tent mm-hmm. yeah we that can link this amazing. on the yes. picture yeah. and not only a tent like you could even make up like make out like rope and stuff yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. it is Spectacular. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, so granted, this was how many cool. years ago, so the picture quality, I mean, of course, it's like a Bigfoot picture. The picture oh, quality yeah. isn't great. You know, so we zoom in, but you, it, it does seem true. And it do- it obviously doesn't fit. Right. Because it was, it's the wheat field that's empty. Right. Yeah. Well, first off, the one thing that you, like, it was daytime. Like, we would have seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a tent. Like there were no other cars parked there. We would have seen people. We would have seen a tent. Like we would. <laughs> like this was not like the dead of night. This was dusk. Sure, it was heading toward evening, but it wasn't dark. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is, I'm sorry. So we but I, I want to pause there because that, that connection right away, like, and what we experienced in our houses over a couple of years, he experiences in a week. So I really do feel for this guy. Mm-hmm. I think he learns his lesson. Don't pick up things. <laughs> but can you continue now, PJ? But I just want to kind of point that out, that like, that is something that we, you'll feel and notice when you have a presence in your house. He doesn't believe any of this stuff. So he just ignored it until a few days ago when the statue moved from his desk into his living room. He says that every night since Thursday, it's moved into a different room where, than where he left it. He thought it was his dog moving it around because it smelled funny, but his dog won't go anywhere near it. He says that she's actually peed in the house three nights in a row, and she's never, ever done that. And, Ray, you had that happen. We mm-hmm. had, with Rose, we had that, too. Last night, someone knocked on his door at three in the morning, but when he went out there, no, uh, when he went out to open it, no one was there. His motion lights weren't on, and there weren't any cars in his driveway. He said that he opened up the door to look outside, and that's when he knew he made a big mistake. Like he just felt like he couldn't, he shouldn't have opened this door. That's why I made this post in the first place. I find that interesting. So, what do you think? Like, do you think he like let it in because it already was in? It's like vampire lore, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but he, did, right. but he didn't say come in. No, you, know, you have to invite them in. But is opening a door just being like? No, is it just implied or something? Yeah, like you've opened, literally opened the door and acknowledging its presence. Oh, I guess that yeah, it's true. 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 You know, that's a big part of paranormal. At the same time, like that's a pretty big loophole, supernatural. Like, come (laughs) on. But I think it's interesting (laughs) that he felt that he he knew he made the wrong choice. And again, you have to follow your gut with some of these things, you know, because it is supernatural. That's true. I mean, like I'm a big. That interesting. I, I, I mean, I listen to the podcast Crime Junkie, so their slogan is be weird, be rude, stay alive. So I'm like, that applies to supernatural things too. Be weird, be rude, you know? Like, yep. it's okay. Yep. Slam that door in their face. Well, I mean, yeah. And to that point, when I saw the statue, if I were to have seen the statue, I'd be like, I'm not giving you a ride. You know? Sorry, stray yeah. prone statue. And when the statue moves from room to room, like, the first time that happens, statue's Out. gone. Out. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. At that point, I didn't have any reason not to believe him because it had gone way beyond a joke and he actually sounded really freaking scared on the phone. He kept telling me that he was going to burn the statue because he knows that something followed him home. Anyway, he stayed up all night and then decided that to go to the movies to take it, to take his mind off it. When he got home, he said it felt like everything was fine and he decided to finally go to bed. This is where it gets super screwed up. He says that when he woke up, which wasn't until like 10 p.m., it was because his dog was barking like crazy. He said the pond water smell was stronger than ever, and when he went out into this hallway, he saw all these muddy footprints everywhere. Not like shoe prints, but barefoot. All of his doors and windows were locked. After someone knocked on his door, he freaked out and made sure that everything was locked up. So there's no freaking way that anyone could have gotten inside. Sitting in the living room was the freaking statue, which had moved again. And he says that when he started to go near it, he heard someone breathing, like his grandpa with tracheotomy. Oh, Alola, go ahead. Sorry, Take it away. Oh, now you're not going to make noises? Really? Now okay. you're being quiet. There we go. There it is. Thank you, Lola. He pieced the F out, and now he and his dog are sleeping in my guest room tonight. 
I've never seen him this scared, and he even started crying. I have no freaking idea what to do. I believe him because he has no reason to lie about this. Because it's gone way too far to be a joke now. I know that everyone says not to burn it or whatever. So what do we do? He wants me to go to his house to get the statue tomorrow, but I'm too freaking uh, I'm too free- freaking freaked out <laughs> to take it back to where we found it. Because I don't want to see whoever put it there. That's logical. I like that. I don't want to go there. Thank you very much. I like that one of them actually has like intelligence with this. Well, and this is the guy who was initially like, don't take that. Yeah. Leave it the hell here. And now you know why you shouldn't have done yeah. that. Yeah. Um, this is like the ultimate I told you so. Just saying. Yes. <laughs> but I'm glad that he took his dog. And yeah. I think it's int- you trust your dog's instincts too because mm-hmm. Ray, you know, when you had the mm-hmm. unwanted bed visitor, you know, you had Tinkerbell who peed everywhere. And it was very validating because, like, it happened after the situation, you know, in the mm-hmm. bedroom. Right. Yeah, and you have this figure, and then later on, or the next, actually it was the next it night, It was the next right? night, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she was wigged out about it. But I like, like, the connection then of, you know, the, the dog peeing because the dog is so important then for the next part of, the, of his post because they do go back, right? Um, but, you know, for us, Rosie was a puppy, I have something to say. Well, Rosie peed all over the hallway <laughs> with the sage. So I found that very vindicating yes. too, right? Yeah. So you have the peeing of Tinkerbell, peeing of Rosie. We have the breathing of Lola. What did you want to add? <laughs> I want to add that, okay, if you think your house is haunted, you've got this energy, you've got this demonic thing, like you've got a ghost, you've got whatever... And this guy even says in some of the articles I've read, like, to escape it, he would go out to the movies. He'd go out with his friends. He'd leave the house. I'm like, well, what about your freaking dog, dude? That dog's trapped in the house with this thing that's terrifying it. So I'm just going to say, as somebody who loves her dog, obsessed with her dog, take your dog with you. If you yeah. if you don't want to be there, your dog doesn't want to be there. That's all I'm saying. Listen, when our, we had the stuff going down, I took Rosie to the farm. Yes. I left the cats here. Yeah, I know. The, well, cats are different, though. They, they can different. handle it. They enjoy demons. <laughs> they are they, demons. They, they can handle that shit. But, <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, but the dogs, they're so innocent. Take them to the grandparents' house. That's Get them right. out of here. Yes. They're your best friend. For sure. That's all I had to say. You want to add something? So. No. <laughs> oh, okay. No. Do you, do you at least agree with the sentiment? I assume. Yes. Okay. I mean, take, take the cats if you can. Did you yeah, bring Tinkerbell to the farm with you? Yes, you did. See? Yep. Good, yep, Ray. Yep, took mm-hmm. the dog. That's right. But then I, they do go back, and so I find this next part before they send off this creepy thing to um, people who like know about demonic presences. Um, he posts this then to Reddit again. So I'll read this section because I like it. He says, thanks for the advice. Today we went back to my friend's house to get the statue and return it. When we got there, I saw the muddy footprints he was talking about, and the whole place smelled like a dog that had rolled around in dirt. His dog wouldn't even come into the house. He went to show me where the statue was when he left last night, but it was gone. When we found it, it was in his hallway, and there was a big crack in the wall like it had been thrown there. He swears that he never touched the thing and left it in his living room. We did what you said and explained that we were sorry about taking it and that we wanted to give it back to the cave and ask it what it would we should do. I don't know if it was the feeling you were talking about, but we both just felt like we should never go back to that cave again. 
He said he felt like we needed to send it to you. So he's talking about uh, the museum people there. Mm-hmm. When we were standing in the hallway talking to this thing, his dog started barking like crazy outside. And when we went to see what was going on, we both mm-hmm. thought we saw a woman standing in the dark corner of his living room. She was totally naked, really old, and dripping water, and her eyes sort of glowed in the dark. She was hunched over near his shelves. We both freaked the F out and ran outside, and this was in the middle of the day. Whoever it was wasn't there when we went back in. We grabbed the statue and apologized again, wrapped it in a pillowcase, and put it in a box. He's just going to send it to you. And we, um, you guys have seen things in your house. You'll be like, you know, for me in the basement, like seeing that, that thing right along here, walking along the walls, mm-hmm. you know, I understand that creepy moment. You're kind of like, am I actually seeing this or am I not? Like, it's just kind of frozen there. But I unfortunately didn't have the moment of, you know, having a dog bark to forewarn me that something was in the corner, you know, uh, of the mm-hmm. basement. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see any shadows in your house? No. No. no uh, apart from that. I mean, I got, I think I got more than a shadow, <laughs> I would say. Yeah, you got some phone calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you had a full-fledged Well, like, I was more person. talking about somebody in my bed. Oh, I know. We got phone calls, too, <laughs> I as know. I was saying. Yeah. yeah. That was no, so I, yeah. unexpected. I, I never saw anything, but I, I mean, it hurt so much. I mean, for me, the thing that stands out so much as in that one episode when I talk about the knocking when I was in the shower, you know, like that to me was like, one time where like to this day like I still get goosebumps thinking about it mm-hmm. because it was so yeah so obvious and so crazy and we but no one except me knows that it happened you know yeah. and whatever it was that was with me and they have to believe you you know that, right that blind you either belief. believe or you don't yep. yeah but I mean like I have no reason to make that up like it doesn't benefit me I don't feel comfortable oh. saying that the tea situation was. In right. hindsight, I should have been a lot more creeped out than I was. <laughs> yeah, you know, we at, were the such time, idiots. at the time, I was Are just like, yeah, whatever. At some point, like, I listened to our podcast because I was like listening to it, just getting prepared for today. And I was like, you know, I was really stupid. But I think after a while, you just get so annoyed by it that, like, for me, it starts taking myself. And I'm like, seriously, can I just have it back? Yes. That it just annoying. becomes normal, which yeah. is a weird thing to say. Yeah. But it does become like this. Oh well, they it whatever must have taken it and just ask for it back and then they give it back and that is a very like that sounds like a crazy person thing to say yeah. it really does and that shouldn't be normal it's just yeah. not normal <laughs> it's not a normal yeah. thing but that is the reality is that it becomes this whole it becomes so Part so of like every life. day yeah. that's Although, not weird. You know, sidebar here, it would have been nice to still have something in the house finding things for us yesterday when PJ couldn't (laughs) find some paperwork and I wasn't sure if it made its way into the trash. We had that Halloween party. So there I was, like a good, dutiful wife, going through four bags of trash, looking for a paper. And I'm like, after we're done, I'm getting the longest, hottest shower because this is disgusting because... It's been days since the Halloween party, and PJ had put it away in our important papers drawer. Where it's supposed to be. Yeah. So safe that even you couldn't find it. Yeah. I didn't look there, because he had looked there. Should have looked there. Or I could be like, can I please have it back? You know, sometimes you're kind of like, hmm, maybe I, no. Still don't want, don't want it here. We're good. We're in the basement, right? So this is great. Mm-hmm. But to go back to this uh, Reddit, like, this is where I had read earlier, 
He said, to answer your questions, I didn't see any jewelry or pictures or anything by the statue, but there were a lot of leaves covering everything. There was some broken glass in a cup near the fire. My friend says he thinks there might have been some hair on it, but he brushed it off without thinking about it. We don't remember any weird symbols or anything in the cave. There were a lot of twigs piled around the foot of the statue, but that's it. Everyone has always talked about how people go into these parts and of the woods to worship the devil and do ceremonies and stuff, and even when my parents were kids. The woods not far from where we were are even called blank, it's omitted, uh, because of it. Redacted. I, redacted, yeah. Well, he used the word omitted here, but yes, oh. redacted. I told him to leave the statue there because it was probably for some weird ceremony but there, but out there, but he never believed in ghosts or the devil or anything. And I think that's kind of an important comment right here, too, is, you know, Ray and I mentioned we didn't believe in ghosts, right? But we were never, like, stupid enough to be like, you know what? I don't believe enough that I'm going to grab a, a statue and take it home. <laughs> yeah. Because I think we're Catholic, and so we know that there's something beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. So I would never say I'm an atheist, you know. Uh, to but we're Catholic, ghosts. and we take it home. Yep. Well, <laughs> your faith is greater than mine. I mean, like we're, it's we're just, just greater idiots. Like, we're just idiots. I don't know. Like, yeah. Well, like, I also think it's interesting how like these guys, obviously by his posts, like don't know a lot about paranormal stuff, mm. but they keep bringing up pretty normal tropes in hauntings like stuff happening at 3 a.m yes. knockings weird smells for anyone who doesn't know 3 a.m not midnight 3 a.m is actually the witching, the witching hour. hour yeah yes yeah. i've heard as much but it's like most people think it's midnight but it's 3 a.m like midnight in the garden of good and evil from savannah georgia <laughs> Thou before midnight yep. is for the good magic hour after midnight is for the bad magic. It's yep, been to, a while since I've seen that one. To quote The Conjuring and the, the Warrens, who probably said it too, since it's based on one of their stories, is because it's the inverse of 3 p.m., the miracle hour, when mm. Jesus died. Uh, well, that and, again, logically, the exorcist priest said, you really couldn't do your black magic at 3 o'clock in the afternoon because people are going to say, no, <laughs> don't do that. Mm-hmm. You're yep. killing animals and hopefully not, but I know. possibly and babies. Gonna, and we're going to so. judge you. Yeah. And after we judge you, we'll hang you. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll do the hanging first, so then wait, judge you. For the record, y'all said judging was bad a little while ago. When you were talking about me, apparently judging is kind of good. If they're killing babies, <laughs> oh, that's a different. I because, didn't no, say I'm it judging was the people good. killing babies. He forced me to watch The Witch, which, by the way, messed up movie. Isn't and now it? I'm not thinking about babies being killed. Yeah. I'm like, I love you, Alex, even though you're paying the butt. But that's an actual. I was uh, side note. I was reading some interviews and listening to some interviews with the director, and he's like, they literally believe that you know babies would be stolen and ground up to make unguents and stuff by witches and like those are real things that they Dude, believed i just read today on the internet so you know it's true <laughs> but <laughs> i actually do <laughs> think that this is true but they talked about how like in like like the 1830s these people in egypt would dig up like these mummies and they would sell mummies like they're street oh, yeah. vendors and there's pictures of them oh, with yeah. like you know, half a dozen mummies around them, right? And they would either sell the the mummies for like mummy unwrapping parties, mm-hmm. which is those, super yeah. creepy. And like you know, Victorian oh, era so people would up. just like do that. And then other mummies, they would literally ground up into powders that people would like ingest for like different purposes. And it's like so like the things that we think of, it's like well, is, it's 
pretty freaking yeah. like we're talking about a statue well, in the casket like a dead body <laughs> although yes. we're these Catholic, people are... we keep dead bodies on display is that technically well, cannibalism if you're if you're if they're grounded, two thousand years old, I mean, if you're and you've ground and you've literally pulverized <laughs> and them, and they're pulverized, they're dust. I'm like putting it's to a potion. Or I know. Yes. I mean, like, it's, is that that? Ooh, that's an interesting. That uh, it still counts as cannibalism. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I would figure as I mean, much. in my book, it does. I mean, yeah. It's not fresh like Jeff yeah. Dahmer It's dehydrated cannibalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dust to dust. NASA would approve. It's dehydrated. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so Stop. he finishes Uh-oh. up by saying, right now, the statue is sitting in the trunk of my car at his house. Give me your address and we'll make it. We'll send it to you tomorrow. If I knew it was going to be this bad, I would never have let him take it out of that cave. Thanks for not calling us idiots and telling us how stupid we are like the rest of the thread. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do that at all. (laughs) This is the whole reason I used the throwaway to begin with. But so he was talking, of course, the museum curators at that point. And so that's where it changes hands. He does mail it right away to Greg and Dana. And they unwrap it. If you look at this very clear picture of this effigy that is a really not so good looking wooden carving with nails in the eyes with the clothesline, clothesline less than a year old. He mentions that noose around its neck. Clothesline's pretty thick though. Oh yeah, small. You can have thin clothesline. Mm -hmm. No. Twine. Jeez. This is not twine. Heavy duty twine. This is, if you go to Home Depot, you can buy this stuff now. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to look into what the options are. This is now scientific. I had to buy to it out. to make the catapult for my gifted kids. So I know they have different, <laughs> you have different size uh, uh, ropes. But it is definitely more modern. Look at that picture. You see it? You can't deny it. it. And that's something to take into consideration. It's more modern. It looks a lot cleaner. And isn't that like a commentary? Just because it's cursed doesn't mean it's ancient, Mm. right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, there are people today who try to, like, summon things and put them in dolls and stuff like that. You know, I mean, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be old. You're right. Yeah, maybe well, and, this would And he even thing. mentions that. He says, like, Dana Matthews and I carried the box into the weird HQ office and mm. placed it on my desk. We carefully cut the package open to reveal a hard lump wrapped in a stained pillowcase. As we slowly peeled back the cloth, rusty nails hammered into wooden eyes became visible, followed by a noose tightened around the statue's neck. Whatever purpose this piece was created for, it wasn't nice. The figure looked menacing, but there were a few things that were a bit confusing about the piece. The most obvious detail was that while the carving itself looked weathered and aged, as did the nails, the rope wrapped around its neck couldn't have been more than a year old. The carving had been obviously placed in the cave recently with the new addition of the noose, if the entire thing wasn't just a hoax to begin with. Mm. So you have that, like, you know, it looks ancient, but it's also, there's that modern connection. It's very true. I mean, and I don't even know if I would specifically say the word ancient, Mm because that to me, I mean, it's semantics, but that to me implies, like, millennia or you know at least a mm. few centuries where this one does look old retro it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> see turn yeah. of the century it's but more like than retro <laughs> yes not 20 2000s like please i would say this is pre-1980s people <laughs> pre-1980s so ancient uh, okay semantics but yeah i mean it's definitely weathered it's very you know the wood is darkened it's it's been through some things but the rope clearly oh, has not things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and certainly we'll have the photos here on the website for you to Mm -hmm. to view as well. But you can see that the rope is untarnished, it's new, it's clean, it's not rotting. 
you know, the, this wood is is weathered. Well, for I wonder, sure. you know, and this is just supposition at this point, but if this effigy has gone through the ages with the family, it's no surprise that they attached a newer noose and had the hair. Very true. You know, you can reuse those kinds of dolls. You just add some more stuff to it. Very true. That's the other thing. Like, I'm looking at this and thinking, oh my gosh, this thing has been out in the weather for at least a few years, maybe a few decades. You know, um, but the noose clearly has not. But that's not to say that it could, this statue couldn't have been in somebody's house for a hundred years or more. And it could have just been a, a completely, well, I was just thinking a completely normal, boring statue until someone sure. decided mm-hmm. to drive some nails into its eyes and noose and do some very rituals true. and all that. It could have just been a statue. Very, very true. You know. Yeah. I think what happens, hi, Lola. What happens with Dana and Greg, though, is also interesting because they act like the Warrens. They do have this traveling museum of sorts, and they showcase all these haunted objects. And so they kept it at their house. And they put it under surveillance to see if it moved because, again, the Mm -hmm. guy mentions it moved around his house. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm, Listen, I've had shoes move. I've had watches move. I've had dresses move. I've had blankets move. I'm good. And there is a video from them that shows the statue moving. It's just like millimeters like very slightly but yeah it, the, they it used to have it on a 24 7 live yeah. stream yeah. yeah they have a video too of it i like checked a in nail on like falling yeah yeah i watched there's it a, a link bit. on that, that that other um article that i opened from them of the actual nail falling like they they had one leaning against the statue to see if it would move and the nail fell mm. so that was pretty cool yeah no one... you could debunk that though like, yeah we'll get into that like we'll, a... we'll, we'll get into like a whole debunking i want to do it right now okay do we want to just do, talk some debunking stuff sure because i mentioned it okay but, like if you have the the I hate falling out of bed please don't become him <laughs> One is Sorry. enough. One is enough. I couldn't help myself. I don't want to divorce too you, easy. too. It was too easy. Uh, I, I was keep weak. You. I'm sorry. I was weak. <laughs> anyway, so if you have that, you know, this effigy on a table and you have a nail leaning against it, you have a very strong magnet under the table and, like, you know, wiggle it along the table and then mm-hmm. the nail's going to wiggle. You even, like, you know, wiggle the table a little bit and it's going to fall. So I feel like you could debunk that pretty easily. You could probably debunk the the effigy moving, too, by wiggling the table a little bit. If it's just by millimeters or whatever, for crying out loud. And realistically, like someone, uh, one person said as a naysayer, they're just like, the, this museum could have made it. And they could have had one of their friends mm-hmm. make a throwaway post and be like, oh, we found this creepy <laughs> statue. And, you know, like, and the whole thing's a hoax, which, which explains, like, the freshness of the noose. You know, like, they could have just bought this statue from eBay or, you know, or from some antique shop or something, thrown a some twine on it or a clothesline and, you know, just had someone make up this thing. Cause the nails are obviously, they look newer. Like that's a mm-hmm. nice, those are nice circular headed nails and everything. Like they're newer. See, during nails. my like early days of like not really believing in ghosts and like, you know, they go to heaven or hell, like you know, the, the, my whole Ray thing, like we, we didn't believe in this kind of stuff. Um, I would probably think that, but since learning about things like the Dybbuk box, I'm a little more open to the idea yeah. that, People do like voodoo and hoodoo and stuff like it. So mm-hmm. I, I I foresee this and the, and the the just the discussion of what these guys have gone through. Like I I just I, know, I feel like it, in the core of my being that they saw some stuff. I I believe it too deep down, but there's a part of me that's like, you why doesn't it. anyone know what this thing is? Why doesn't anyone know why there are 
nails in its eyes. Some Why? of it's clearly maybe, modern. Maybe yeah. some people do, but they're just keeping quiet about it because yeah. they don't want to implicate themselves. I yeah. mean, and they don't want to like offer really up their secrets. Yeah. yeah. And I, I teach eighth graders. They can do some stupid stuff. You know, you, you I hear stories. I'm like, oh, Miss Hayden, I used a Ouija board, and this stuff happened. Why would you do that? Because it seemed like fun. They could have, like, researched. Like, this This could have been, like, kids dabbling, you know, in the woods. Because, oh, we're going to be witches now, you know. And mm-hmm. they, It's all online. Yeah, they invited something terrible in. But they may have, like, crossed two different, like, or three different, like, witchcrafts or, like, you know, mm-hmm. belief systems. Yep. What we're trying to Kids do. are but, stupid. Got I it. mean, okay, I, I can absolutely see, I, I you know, not so different from, from you, Shannon, like, this whole idea of satanic panic. And, like, kids are just playing around. They make this creepy statue. And they, you know, they're out in the woods. They're just doing what kids do. I mean, my gosh, PJ, like, how many times when you and I were kids were we out, like, crayfishing? Those poor for, poor... <laughs> crayfish i swear we must have captured the same hundred crayfish every (laughs) week for like i don't even know how long for two years Years. or whatever yeah the same group i I remember like more than once being like oh this guy's missing his left pincer i wonder if it's the same one as last week going in my bucket you know and then we would pour them out again the poor guys there's (laughs) probably crayfish that they're going smoking around first time missing their arms and legs i know i mean but my point is that like as kids like i wasn't really thinking so much about the crayfish experience you know what i mean (laughs) we were just having fun and we weren't hurt we certainly were trying not to hurt them we weren't we didn't even cook them or any of that but um well i think you're very self we did once we did cook them. Was it any good? No. 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 They no. tasted terrible. It's bad. That even was, even mom's Daisy idea. wouldn't eat it. <laughs> Daisy would not eat it. Yeah, the dog would not yes. eat the crayfish. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was loved it? the live ones, though. Yeah. Of course. You remember she, that? I mean, she would chase them. Yeah, and she would, They're like, pick, pick them up. And... Well, even the dead one, I remember she was, like, flipping it around, but So why won't wasn't... you play with me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there was one. There was one Stop batch moving. that didn't have the happy ending that the rest did of the being continually caught. <laughs> Lucky them. <laughs> it was an experience. Though. It was. It so was. So there's also been mm-hmm. dead, dead crayfish in my house. Okay, got it. Good. Yeah, I don't well. know. That's what's haunting me. <laughs> <That's laughs> <figured it out. laughs> <laughs> but my point is that as kids. You're not thinking about any kind of reality. No, you're very self-centered no. because yes, your, your yes. brain isn't developed enough. Like that's no. what I talk about my eighth graders. Is like the boys, you make stupid decisions yes. because your amygdala it has more say for your entire nervous system than your prefrontal cortex, which is very underdeveloped. Unfortunately for boys, like it takes some of them to like 25 years old for them to completely mm-hmm. grow their prefrontal cortex. So they kind of have an excuse and they say, "Why'd you do that?" I don't know. They really don't know. <laughs> they really like, are idiots. Yeah. What can you Which say? Which frustrates me because, like, I always freaking knew well, some, when I was yeah, a kid. Some, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, some I don't. I, like, I call complete BS on the people who well, say they don't okay, know. Okay, PJ, you had me as a mentor. Come on. Yeah. You're the youngest <laughs> of, like... That's why I have the issues I have today. <laughs> 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 Off track. Moving on. <laughs> But, so I could see them being very self-centered and like, yeah. you know, thinking about themselves, not really worried about the other side, like rather letting demons in. Um, but They're, it's, it's the experience. They're just having fun. Mm-hmm. They don't think anything of it. Yeah. Like it's not a big deal. Like Ouija board in right. my master bedroom. Right. Well, it's the same mentality of, oh, I just found this creepy statue. I'm going to take it home. Like, I mean, it's yeah. like that same kind of like, why wouldn't I mm-hmm. mentality. 
And and that's like, I mean, it's I'm impulsive. I can be that. Like, I get it. I'm not even judging that. Like, I get that. Um, but, yeah. At first, I would, like, not believe them. But then you have Greg and his wife, Dana, who go through some stuff. And I mm-hmm. just find, like, the the con- the connection between the two stories very interesting. So you have the, the stuff there. Do you want to go over some of the things that happened to Dana and uh, Greg? All right. So um, Greg says, because he posted a follow-up thing on Reddit. And he said, Later that evening, while sitting in the living room watching a movie, Dana and I were startled by a commotion in the office. Thinking it was our two cats, I volunteered to break up the fight, only to realize I was walking into the office that the door... As I, upon walking into the office, that the door had been closed at uh, the entire time. Nothing seemed out of place, and the cats were nowhere to be found. In fact, our feline familiars were in another room entirely, cowering beneath the bed, mm. afraid to leave. Sounds like my Halloween party. <clears throat> cats? Oh, darn it. <laughs> I walked back into the office in an attempt to look for the source of the noises, but everything seemed in order until I almost stepped on Jesus. as one does lying on the floor was a plastic figurine of Christ normally found nailed to a crucifix as I turned him over in my hands I realized he was missing an arm on the other uh, on the complete opposite side of the room swinging silently on a cross hung in the corner was Jesus missing Jesus's missing appendage something had not only managed to pull Christ from the crucifix without removing it from the wall it had thrown the figure across the room. I've still never been able to figure uh, to find the nails from Jesus' hands and feet. And I find that interesting because we had that similar situation <laughs> with our house. You know, like with that Halloween party, you know, a couple of years ago. When you open up that bedroom, you see the angels all just broken apart and desecrated. And you see a nail just like in one of the angels' hands and you see her face marked up. And so I just found that just a, as a really interesting connection um, but whatever was in this house never destroyed any crucifixes. So almost like it deferred to God, you know, and demons, especially like Satan, they defer to God because, you know, Satan himself was and the angel is the angel of light still, you know. So I find that interesting. And if this is some kind of like demonic presence from a different religion, like that has been posited, they wouldn't identify Christ as their savior. So of course they would destroy it, you know. And ripping off its arm and the nails missing. I just find that very interesting. Well, there's some that just actively, like, attack crucifixes, too. Well, you'll see them upside down and stuff. I've seen seen that, like, yeah, but never happened in our house. We had angel statues broken. Well, angel statues, but never, like, the crucifixes that I have hung up. Yeah. Sure. And maybe it's just, like, a different level of power. Ours are blessed as well. Like, maybe his were just pieces of plastic in the shape of Jesus, you know? Plastic Dollar Tree or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our Jesus is like really, unless it's blessed, it's just plastic or wood or whatever it's made out of. So whether or not this new artifact was to blame, uh, oh, sorry, let's go back about it. Sitting directly below the now desecrated cross was the crone. Whether or not the new artifact was to blame, Dana and I uh, wasted no time setting up a twenty-four hour surveillance on the object. We placed a motion-activated camera in the corner of the office, facing directly at the direction of the desecrated crucifix, where the desecrated crucifix hung, covering a selection of most act, uh, the most active artifacts in our collection. If something was causing anomalous movement, we were going to capture it. 
For nearly two months, the motion-activated camera sat in the room, but when we checked the SD card each morning, there was no evidence of paranormal activity. Sure, there were occasional bumps in the night, but when you store hundreds of haunted, cursed, and supernaturally influenced objects in your home, you come to expect, expect it. Still, there was nothing to point toward the crone being to blame for any of it. Oh, uh, let's say that this also started January of 2016, uh, because now his next sentence says, Then on March 2nd, between the hours of 3 a.m. and 4 a.m., the camera triggered three times. Initial analysis showed a few strange anomaly anomalies floating in and out of frame, one of which even appeared to have its own light source. But it wasn't until we uh, stitched the frames together that we discovered something really eerie. The crone had moved, ever so slightly, on its own. Things only got stranger from there. Several weeks later, with no further anomalous activity captured, Dana called me into the living room and asked me why, there, uh, why I'd stood on the furniture after a shower, pointing to the wet footprints that appeared to stand on the back of our couch. Only I'd not taken a shower for hours. And they have a picture of the wet footprint on the couch. I love how she just looks angry. <laughs> and I do want to point out, like, you mentioned March 2016. That would have been Easter. I just looked it up to make sure that I wasn't wrong. But three different times you have that issue, right? Um, they mentioned like, three different times they moved or whatever. The, the thing went off three different times. Mm -hmm. You have the three important holy days, Easter time period. Just saying, I find that, con that connection interesting. Mm. Continue on, though. For days, the earthy scent of pond water lingered in the house, with an intense feeling of dread and paranoia following it. There was an undeniable sense that something was with us, just waiting for the right moment to reveal itself. One evening, after enduring the overbearing weight of hidden presence and stink of algae for two, two weeks, we'd had enough. We were in the middle of a new episode of Paranormal Lockdown, with, when the smell of pond water became so great we couldn't stand it. Haunted objects like misbehaving children tend to respond to and retaliate to the attention given to them during tantrums, but our usual routine of ignoring the bad behavior wasn't working. We were past due for a sit-down discussion with the crone. No one interrupts our paranormal paranormal television. Not I love even, that. <laughs> not even terrifying entities. I stormed into the office, grabbed the ca uh, the carving, and marched back in the living room, slamming it down on the coffee table. I sat back down on the couch and began addressing the entity directly, something that should never be done lightly, and I explained that we were happy to give the crone a home, but as this was our house, we had rules. It's a speech I'd given most of the objects in the museum at one time or another, and one that tends to work. If we'd left you with the hikers, I said, you would have found your way into a, a, a fire pit or a garbage can. If you found your way to a priest, you'd be bound and buried, or worse, locked in a dusty shell for years. We're happy to let you live here, but only if you respect the situation you've got on uh, the situation. If you've got unfinished business, we'll let we'll help you put it to bed. But if you don't treat us respectfully, you're going in the box. In the box is a phrase we've reserved for artifacts that don't play nice, have a nasty side effect, or have nasty side effects, or are just plain malevolent. These objects, unlike the rest in the collection, have their own dedicated lockboxes. Solitary confinement, if you will. Usually the threat of a lockup is enough to pacify a situation. Not this time. 
As soon as I uttered the magic words, Dana sprang up from the couch, drawing my attention to the sound of rushing water from the other side of the house. We dealt with a broken pipe in the recent past, and the sound of water spilling into our laundry room was a panic-inducing noise. We rushed toward the sound, only for it to cease as we entered the hall. There was no water, but behind us, back in the living room, we could hear the dull thud of something hitting the floor. The crone had managed to roll off the coffee table and under the television stand. As I knelt down and reached under the stand to grab the carving, Dana yelled out and rushed to my side. When I turned to look at her, she was propping up the television with both hands. The screen had nearly fallen directly onto my head. As we shared a brief look of fear and agreement, three loud knocks reverberated from the living room wall, rattling picture frames and flickering the light bulb from a single lamp providing our room with light. In the box it is, I muttered. (laughs) You're going to try and kill me. And so now they they do take it on display once, but I believe it's like now just like hidden away forever because it's caused car accidents and according to their lore. When it was on display, it was display only no touch for a while. But even then people were having adverse reactions. And then I saw on Twitter, we were talking about this right before the episode that uh, I guess um, Newkirk, Greg Newkirk had posted that the, the crone was in quotes home now. And people were debating, does that mean Home in the cave or home in the, you know, box or, you know, their collection or whatever. And I think we presume the box or collection where it's yeah, I can't safely imagine putting stowed. it back in the cave because someone yeah. else is going to go and get it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that it's uh, in, in storage. Box. <laughs> Solitary box. confinement. Yeah. <laughs> we can't play nice with others. And then you're not supposed to, like, feel sadness towards, like, you know, demonic presences. But what if this is just, like, some old, like, lady, ghost, who's been, like, forced to to work for years? Yeah, I know. And you're just kind (laughs) of like, she's like, seriously, I just want to go to bed. Well, then she (laughs) should. That's a thing. Can you imagine, like, this is 2016, so, like, for six years now, it's just been in a box, you know? If you think about the Divic box, same thing. The, and uh, that's another, that guy won't even say where it is. We need to do that as our next discussion. I That'd love that story. Buy it on eBay again. Like someone <laughs> offering, to, but people were offering to buy this thing. It's like, okay, have you not learned what the Divic box from eBay? Like, yeah. darn people kids, don't. people don't. Yeah, but like at some point, like that Divic box is gonna come out again. You know, and that 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 hag is. Not but gone I do away. think that there are some people who are so oblivious. Or whatever, like I don't know what it is, but like the the house in Amityville Horror, for example, like people live there now. Well, it was that, never haunted. That's actually been debunked. Yeah. Well, okay, but I well, think the original other... the original murders though were still weird, right? Right, because there's no way to explain that. Right, wasn't that in the seventies though? Yeah, the murder. Because they're saying that leaded fuel is the reason we had so many serial killers in that time period. Really? That's yeah. Do you know that that's why? Because cars burning leaded fuel would uh, release fumes into the air and stuff like that, and you, you lead everywhere. So I had a boss, and he worked in that area back in the day, and you know, like leaded, you know, like in in not not in leaded fuel, but like after the fact, like mm-hmm. how it affected the environment. And he actually told me that. 
American pandas were dying like crazy because they were eating like this bamboo. And it turns out that bamboo is like a magnet oh, for it does. lead. It sucks up everything. And so we can grow bamboo in America, mm-hmm. but it's sucking up all this lead because back in the day, like you're saying in the 70s, lead was un- uh, leaded fuel was spewing everywhere. So we cannot actually grow edible bamboo in the US because of what we did in the 70s. Yeah. So we have to import edible bamboo f- to feed our pandas and zoos and things like that. It's, well, it's just an interesting it. little thing. In rural thing. areas Fun where there's less, you know, smog and whatnot, we didn't have any, we didn't have many serial killers. We have some that were in Pennsylvania, but nothing in rural PA, you know? Yeah, the, so now the uh, social experiment is watching the Middle East, and I think mostly Saudi Arabia, because they don't have lead laws, I believe. One of the, like... Just One to the, see if there's a correlation. Yeah, to see if the violence drops now that oh. they're moving away from leaded gasoline. Interesting. Oh, I will be paying attention to that. Yeah. That's fascinating. See, that's like, that's we're talking about supernatural now. horror, and this is like real horror. Nero is an example of yeah. that. Yeah. You know, so. Crazy. But no, this is absolutely, I mean, you know, in either instance, this is sort of an example of what people are doing. You know what I mean? Like people, yeah. somebody carved this thing, and clearly with some with kind of malintent. malintent, absolutely. And whether that malintent is sort of been because of a collective mindset amplified, or it really truly is evil incarnate, we may never know. But the fact is, whether we all believe in the evil and therefore it's real, or somebody allowed the evil to come through via this statue, and it's now real. But either way, I feel like there's it, it exists in the world. Well, and that's mm-hmm. the discussion. Like again, like even if this were like a hoax initially, you are asking for something to come through. Mm-hmm. You're creating some kind of a portal. And that's something that the exorcist had kind of discussed is like whether you're upstairs playing on a Ouija board for fun in your parents' bedroom, Laura. Don't look at me. (laughs) Don't look at me. Or if you do, if you are like around the well in the 1700s doing some kind of nasty witchcraft, you are opening a portal either knowingly or unknowingly and allowing something to come through. Throwing the pig's head into the well is just getting rid of it. Someone has to drink that water, bar. If we're going to go with that metaphor, yeah. I got to drink that water. I got to live here, man. Not Thanks. 300 years later. <laughs> Stupid pigs. I just like bacon. That's what I get for liking bacon. The Jews had it right. No bacon. No bacon. No pig's heads. Not in wells. Not ever. Just don't do it. So, Ray, Yerne, is this thing legit or no? What do you think? Mm. Oh, we're going to go around the table. Oh, so. dang. I'm glad you went first. Yeah, I can think first. about it. You know what? I think it is legit. I have... It's like one of those things where I think it was more powerful with the hiker, you know? And then, like, when it Someone graduated. who didn't know what to, how to yeah, use it or yeah. what to do or, with it. Well, or somebody who actually was the instigator in the situation. Oh. I really do think, like, you know, there is something... I just feel like there was something there with everything that's happened to him. That's true. You know, sense. she's mad because he she left her cave because of him. Take it out. I think so, and I think she's a little peeved. You know, she's she, supposed to be busy and, and it manifested in a naked woman. That's true. You know, and what footprints? You know, I do wonder about like the whole situation of the museum. I think it's very interesting that there are so many artifacts. You know, there. 
And uh, this is the thing that kind of, like, seems to be sticking, you yeah. know, like... Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there's a couple, though. They said, like, they have a couple in solitary confinement yeah, in their yeah, boxes. Yeah. But when it tries to kill you with a TV, you know, it's kind of important. I know. <laughs> so Ray Absolutely. says, yes, it's real. Laura, now you're on the spot. I am honestly torn because it seems like whatever the intent was... They carved it. They stuck it in this remote cave, by all accounts. Like, these people were off the path. This was not on a trail. This was not something they could have or should have found. So when I take that into consideration, on one hand, it's like, maybe it was, like, calling to them in some way and drawing them in. But on the other hand, it's like, or maybe it's because we all believe in it, that's what gives it mm. gives it the power. Mm. It's like the collective of our energy that's actually funneling power toward the thing. We're reading into coincidence, too. Perhaps. And I, I'm really torn on it. I, I could literally be con- kind of convinced either way. I'm not married okay. to yay or nay. Moderate. Taking the I easy am. way out. I'm sorry. Fine. I'm just not I'll sure. Be I'll be a politician. That one. <laughs> yeah. I'm I mean, sorry. I'm just thinking, like, vote for me. I know. How about it? You know, I'm right. Either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, PJ. Oh well, Ray, you have something to say? Well, I was just thinking, though, like, the hiker dude, identified as an atheist, as opposed too. to a biker dude. Yes, as opposed to the yes, yes, because you know, <laughs> one's on foot, one's on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Distinct differences. Sometimes, like, I wonder, like, if it's that much more meaningful to come, like, full circle from a place where you're like, oh, you know, I don't really, you know, have that belief, which I guess is a belief in Mm -hmm. and of itself, and then to come around and be so affected with something. I mean, I like, oh, no, there is an afterlife. Maybe that's my own (laughs) experience, Mm -hmm. too, because, you know, there are certain things that I took all the things I was going to say. I'm sorry. No, that's I'm cool. Sorry. Keep going. I didn't know you were going to say that. You worded it better anyway. I, don't... I lost my train of thought. No. Like, <laughs> Shannon can pick it up for you. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down. I got you. Sometimes I think it just resonates a little more because I can identify with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't identify with like taking stuff from no, the woods. Me either. Yeah. Right? I but I can certainly identify <laughs> with something that's happened that has changed the way you believe in certain phenomena. Anyway, no, none of that. Now Phenomena. It's now it's an earworm. <laughs> Believe or no belief? Yes. Okay, why? Because. No. no. <laughs> so, um, I, I, because uh, I already said it too. It's just these people who don't seem to know a lot about this stuff keep bringing up things that people who know a lot about this stuff no already you know the 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 smells the 3 a.m things knocking three times too uh you know just all these things that are so common to hauntings and stuff like that and it's happening to these people who know nothing about hauntings (laughs) what's happening right now (laughs) so that right there tells me that something's going on or it's an incredibly elaborate hoax Mm. You know, the, there are a lot of, like, really good details that they, you know, they, they throw into that, you know, like, tell you that, that, that make you think it's real. And that could just be someone who's very well versed in, you know, paranormal 
experiences and things like that and like oh you know like well we could you know say it would knock three times you know and stuff like that like yeah yeah people will recognize that uh but it, it just it feels more genuine to me than that i believe this um only because of the dog okay <laughs> <laughs> I trust in the dog. I trust in the We've dog. We've never seen the dog. Um, I it's need. Their dog. I was gonna say I want to see this dog and pet it and see if like that's legit. Um, but I find it interesting, you know, the idea of like us not really believing Ray, right? Um, and I feel like it wanted to make itself known because obviously, well, if you don't, you're gonna believe mm-hmm. now, you know, like I am real and pay attention to me. And he opened the door, right? Whatever that, whatever that was, him having in his gut that whatever he did was wrong. I think that's why it got worse. Whereas they brought the, for Dana and Greg, they brought it into the house, they put it in its own little room, and they put it under a camera. So there was no need to knock. They knew it was there. And so this thing didn't really feel a need to showcase its abilities because it knew these guys were already believers. You know, it just took care of Jesus instead, I guess. <laughs> and then tried to kill Greg. Um, but I just, I feel like the, the dog's visceral reaction, the peeing three nights in a row and, you know, the barking when they get to the mm-hmm. house, I find that just, for me, kind of vindicating because of what I've lived through and what you've lived through with the dogs being that connection. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the most logical, like, well, my thought process. I mean, literally, when you get right down to it, it's like, why do you why do you think it's real or not? I mean, for me, it's like, well, because I feel like I've experienced something mm-hmm. similar, and I feel like if yeah. it can happen kind of like to me, then it can happen to somebody. I know it else. sounds stupid, it's, like, I trust the dog, but, like, yeah. when you're with a dog alone and something happens, uh-huh. like a dog peeing in the yes. hallway or you with, the, with Tinkerbell. I didn't actually pee. No, the dog no, okay. did. No, we didn't pee. The yeah. dog did. But I just, there's a connection there with that with your dog. You're like, okay, it's not just me. It's you too. Okay, good. It's okay. It's both of us. Let's get out of here. You know, it's just, it's a different kind of a connection. The dog's outside barking for crying out loud. It's like, I'm not coming in here, but y'all get out of there. Come on now. Look at that. All right. Mm-hmm. The dog is trying to protect them, which I think is pretty cool. So I say, as I admit it's being a hoax, whatever, I don't care. Good job on the hoax. But I'm a little more I open know. to this now after the yeah. seven years of this house. Yes. Seven years. Yes. Enough years. Eight years. No, probably closer to ten years. Twelve. We moved here in 2010. No, we lived here before that. True. Because <clears throat> I, work, I was working. 20, 2009, we were living in here. Yeah. So we bought the house later, yeah. But we had it exercise. So a, almost a decade in this house of issues. At least a decade, you should At say. Least. Just me. I don't think about that. Yes. <laughs> and I never see me taking stuff up from the woods. No. No dolls, well, no effigies. Random side note, too. Like, your your nephew, our, our nephew, going down and taking stuff from the Indian burial, or the, the Indian wall that's in the woods out there. The rock there. wall. That bothers me. I'm like, what if you're taking stuff from, like, someone's grave? You know? Like, that's not okay. Like, I now think about this stuff, whereas back in the day, I'm like, oh, yeah. For listeners, there's a rock wall that separates our property from a neighbor property. Right. Very, very common in old properties. And, yeah, there's, like, we always called it the old stone wall. And there's several old stone walls that, like, have different barriers on the Mm -hmm. property. Um, But, yeah. It's a, it's a. Now I'm like, you shouldn't take that. Leave that there. 
<laughs> I know. I always used to think of it as like an Indian burial ground. It probably isn't. It probably That's just a, was. My like, worry yeah, is like wall, pet yeah. cemetery. You know, Somebody pet just cemetery. Like gathered rocks and we're like, oh, we're gonna make this boundary so I can tell your land from mine. Okay, you know, but just maybe in not. Case, though, yeah. we don't know. Well, we don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm it comes good. down to. So that's three yays in a May. I just, I'm May. not convinced. <laughs> I am not convinced. To me, I, I think what throws me off is like, yeah, the statue looks kind of old, but could it be stained to look old? Mm-hmm. Could be. Could it just be a card crew, cr- card grooving, crude carving, <laughs> a, a crude carving that somebody like kind of made as like a little prank and they just like were hanging out and like being like weird and then somebody made more of it than needed to be made of. But do I believe that it has something? Yes, I will go that far. But I don't know if it was made with that intent or if because we, or that we have imbued it with that intent. Mm. That's what I'm not sure of. See, I feel like if it was a hoax, they wouldn't use such an obviously new rope around its neck. Like you'd look for older twine or you would at least stain the rope. Like, you don't make that obvious mistake to, in my but, mind. But, you know, but to my original point, maybe it's a little bit of both. Maybe it's an old flipping, you know, statue and True. a new freaking, yeah, like, rope with nails and stuff like that. Yeah, they could have found this in their parents' attic. Maybe, and, like, like oh, yeah. That's what I was saying, like, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Making a portal, man. And we've heard yep. about things that are, be, like, dolls and stuff. Well, we oh, actually yeah. unspooked, right? Yep. That um, things newish stuff can still be like possessed or haunted mm, or sure. whatever yeah you know why not <laughs> the real annabelle is just a raggedy ann doll mm-hmm. right <laughs> right like yeah. it's not some creepy looking thing it's yeah. a raggedy ann doll not that old no you had a horse i still you have a fur- that horse there's a furby <laughs> still around there's a megatron no, the furby's gone her. we threw it out oh, furby's gone. Yeah. Bye. The horse is around. i mean we've if furby shows about... back up though we know something's going on again like machines and stuff like that that do funky things mm-hmm. speakers well, the that exorcist do said that um he has done a lot of exorcisms on cars of all oh, i believe that mm-hmm. i actually mm-hmm. believe that isn't that crazy? There's an energy. There's yeah. an energy that gets imbued because you're things. allowing it. Yeah, you're yes. allowing it to happen. And that I think that to me is like my like I don't know. Do I think something ab- like supernatural was happening? Yes, I will go that far for sure. But do I think that it was like whatever teenagers who like carved this with the intent of like kind of like a voodoo doll? I'm not so sure on that. But do I think that because we all believe that it looks super creepy, it's obviously evil, now evil things are happening? Yeah, I could totally buy that part. So yeah. I'm going to take that as a 3.9 yes out of 4. 3.75. <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> it still rounds up to 4. Yes. All right. I know my mouth. I got this. So I think next time we should do the Divic Box, because I mentioned it randomly, Ooh. another um, haunted object. I think the stories Different are better. So, so cool. interesting. Yeah. So we'll do that next. Mm. I was going to stick to Pennsylvania for a bit because it's local for us, but and there's we, plenty to talk about. You know about. what the Catskills are out of state. I they mean, are that's both true. close. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is relatively close. So I, okay, we will do Dibbic Box next, and then we'll go from there. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Thank yes. you for having us. Yes, this is great. And thank always. you, everyone, for listening to the And making the this Exorcism. the most popular of our three podcasts. Yes. Uh, please email us at gamesoboard at gmail.com. And you get points, fake points of inspiration for starting your tech, like, oh, why do you Because games, oh, board sounds so Irish. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 
joke from our Danger Van Dice. You get fake points of inspiration <laughs> for starting it with some kind of Irish line. When <laughs> you email us. You know, I used to say, like, you know, that I didn't have a drop of Irish blood. And then I discovered via Ancestry.com that our father actually is 1% Irish. Oof. So we literally do have one drop of Irish blood. Ancestry, give us money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, you know, yeah, I'd be happy to do a spot for Ancestry.com right now. I'm not going to do it until, you know, we have a sponsorship. Yeah. If you want to send, send us a script, we'll read it. <laughs> yes. And cool, but terrible Irish accent. Okay. <laughs> Side note, it is pretty cool, though. FYI. So also check out our other uh, <laughs> podcast, Games Overboard, which uh, in which we review board games and talk about all the fun stories that they make. And Danger and Dice, where we play D&D and all kinds of ridiculous things happen. <laughs> uh, um, Emphasis and on ridiculous. Oh, yeah. You'll laugh the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, continue to listen to the Wellhouse Exorcism as, as we, we segue as we talk more about creepy, uh, true hauntings and determine whether or not we believe them. And or not. if you have your own story, email it to us, and maybe we'll have you on. And we'll pass judgment on your story as well. Yes, maybe in front of you. We're very good at judging. <laughs> We're very good at judging. <laughs> Worst case scenario, Reddit guys. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have a great night. <laughs>